Parry Talks. We're back again. If you're tuning in after last week's episode, it's a it's a it's a neat continuation from the beers episode, I'd say. Mm. Um, we're here with the one and only Ben Johnson. He's the owner, the man of the Lord Gladstone Hotel. Just gotta start off by saying, obviously, Parry Talks would not exist without this human being. So just a massive shout out, massive thank you for the space, for everything, for the hospitality. Being so hospitable, yep. that's the word. <laughs> Butcher it every time. So yeah, thank you for that. No worries, mate. It's good to um, it's good to have something different happening up here than just um, young rappers running around the pub. <laughs> it's good to have people being productive at nine o'clock in the morning. Just not just me. <laughs> it's rare though. Yeah, like, it's... as in even by my standards, it's like. You know why though? It's not a testament to me. It's because I've got to get a rapper in at nine a.m. for them to and be productive with them. So that's why it doesn't work. So yeah, yeah. it's really one and the same. It's like, yeah. what do I do? I just bring more you rappers. Guys are helping in. each other. Yeah. <laughs> I just bring rappers and DJs here anyway. Um, we will get to all the pub stuff, but I want to start something pretty cool. You've started this, I don't know how, what you call it, t-shirt brand, Never Not Clutch. Um, do you just want to talk through what it is and how it started? So, so the, the Instagram handle is Never Not Clutch, and that's only because, funnily enough, the word clutch on its own was probably taken a long time ago on Instagram, but the, the brand itself is clutch, like C-L-U-T-C-H. Wow. None of So I've always been obsessed with sport, like obsessed. Like there isn't a sport that I haven't played competitively since I was a kid. Like I even got into lawn bowls for a year when I was like... When you finish, we're going to go on that lawn bowls distraction. But I've been obsessed with sport and I played at some decent levels at young a younger age but I was because I was so obsessed with so many different sports I never like concentrated at one specifically yeah. so I was like pretty good at a lot of shit but never really good at one thing yeah not to talk yourself up so well I mean it not like just like pretty yeah, yeah. good like I mean now I'm all busted up and no, if there's one, if there's one place that you can talk about yourself and gloat, it's on a podcast yeah. while you're getting interviewed. So this is the you get free range. Just... True. So I've always been obsessed with sport, but like as I've gotten older and I've kind of like moving away from playing social sport, I kind of injured myself a few times just recently. Um, I'm also really obsessed with the nostalgia around sport, like the narrative around sport, like like stories about coming from nothing to yeah. making it. Like the camaraderie between like women and men in team sports, like the solo things, like like golfers, like Tiger yeah. Woods, and um, I follow this um, t-shirt Instagram called uh, Dust Bootleg, and they do it's just black and white photos of pop culture moments on a t-shirt, and Man. that's it. And I always thought, oh, that's like that's like really cool idea, and then I'm like, well, like it, I would love to like wear a t-shirt that had like a sporting moment on it that like when I looked at it I either remember watching it live on TV yeah. or being at the game or talking about it and like just like talking about it in general so I was like well like I love clutch sporting moments so like why don't I just make a t-shirt mm. with like a clutch sporting moment in black and white with the word clutch underneath and then that's just how it started beautiful uh, you mentioned lawn bowls and I, I'm <laughs> sick of people shitting on lawn bowls looking down at it the first time I like fresh eighteen, I think a couple of my older mates were like, "You've got to try this thing." Like, it's dope. Just come. It's just so come. much fun. And it, Marrickville Bolo, what a venue as well. It's a cracker. And like, it was like eleven o'clock, and we walked in, and I was like, "I'm home. Like, yeah. I'm home." It's just it's something else. There's something to it. It's like, it's so underrated. It's criminally underrated. It's, it's the best. It's so dope. And the way that I started playing it was in high school. Like, well, me and all my friends obsessed with surfing but you weren't allowed to do surfing till like year nine mm. and you had you couldn't do your bronze medallion to be able to go surfing until in year eight so year seven we're like well what are we going to do and the skate park was right next to the bowling club oh, so we're like we'd go well let's go do lawn bowls because like it should be it'll be a bludge and we'll go to the skate park for like half an hour before and then yeah. afterwards and then like the first time we were like oh yeah this is like lame it's like really hard whatever and then like by the end of the day, we were like so competitively into it. Like it was like me and my best friend in high school, Levi, were like so competitively into it. And we're like, man, this is dope. And yeah. then we would like 
after about the third time, we stopped going to the skate park and we would go early to practice lawn bowls. I've lost so much money on lawn bowls as well. Just like, oh, really? <laughs> yeah, just like 15 on this one. Yeah. In, I'm never... I'm shit. I get to the point where like, I'm just so... Like, I'm competitive, so competitive and thinking about shit that I... Like, I roll it with the weight on the wrong side. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. No. yeah when you're like two in your head. Yeah. Oh, wow. But um, I, I, from that, we ended up playing. We played for a year, like, competitively in our hometown. <laughs> and, like, it was, like, us wearing, like, baggy billabong board shorts and then, like, 60 to 70-year-old men and women, like, in their Saturday best kits. And we, like, won, like, a B division or something like that. And people were just, like... They were, like, in one sense, I was kind of into it, but in another sense, I was just, like, these young punks yeah, coming in bastards. with their hand-eye coordination. <laughs> nah, I feel like... I reckon someone has to do it in like full cricket whites and stuff, like a team and just wipe out everyone oh, over there. Just have you ever watched it on TV? Yeah, it's great. It's so sick. It's so sick. <laughs> At like, like the gold, like there's like dope bowling clubs on like the Gold Coast and that where like, yeah, they've got like the, the greens are like half like kind of indoor and they have like, like tiered seating. It's like, um, it's, wild. it's like you're watching like an F1 race, like with the, all the sponsorships. It's and, crazy. Like, and then like when the ball's about to like come close in, there's all these like different camera cues that they have. So like they'll like, they do like a big crash suit yeah. and there's like a ball about to touch the jack. It's like, it's, it's like a ball. Nah, it's you know what? Right, we're not going to sound this for too long, <laughs> but one of my favorite things about watching it are the sounds. Like the sounds of the balls hitting the other balls oh, are so yeah. delicate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Great. So you've got three more t-shirts coming out. So the first t-shirt that I ever did when I was still kind of like working it all out was I was like, well, I want to do something that I remember watching live yeah. and also something that will be kind of nostalgic for a lot of people. Like, I mean, I, I have this, I have this scene where I'm like, I'm starting this t-shirt company and the first thing I'm gonna do is I'm gonna think about it on a large scale. So I was yeah. like, something that heaps of people yeah. like. And I made nine t-shirts. Yeah, exactly. But it was John Aloisi what a man. scoring the penalty goal against Uruguay to put us through to the World Cup Finals. I think it was like November 16th, 2004 maybe, or 2002. Yeah. And I remember watching that like at the golf club with like my family and stuff like that and like how crazy everyone went. It's the picture of him like after he scores at running where he takes his shirt off and everyone's yeah. chasing him. And um, so I did that one and I made like 10 and I just ended up giving them to mates. Yeah. Um, and then I was like, okay, I'm ready to do this next one. So I made three and kind of from that moment of like doing clutch sporting moments, I, um, I'd started, um, I've started managing Nookie. Yeah. Who like has a studio upstairs here at the pub. And um, just like casually, we spoke about it a long time ago and I was like, oh, okay, I might like dip my foot into this, something interesting. Yeah. And I was thinking about like, like managing him and I'm like, oh, well, I'll call my like art and artist management company, fucking for lack of a better term, one person that's amazing. Yeah. I don't even know what I'm doing. But um, I'll call it like, it can be clutch, like clutch t-shirts and artist yeah. management. And then I was like, why couldn't like a clutch moment, a clutch moment doesn't have to be sport. Exactly. And I was like, like clutch moments can be anything. Like, so the three designs that I've got is a Jordan T um, after when he's like jumping in the air after yeah. he's like hit a shot. I think it was a game. I think it was the third, the three peat when they won the, the finals. Another one's like a Kobe last second buzzer beater. And then the third one is the one that I'm wearing now, which is um, Nookie playing at the Enmore Theatre to like a sold out show for a bushfire fundraiser for the yeah, South I remember, Coast. Yeah. And I'm like, when I saw the photo, I was like, that's a, like a clutch moment for Nookie in his career. Playing like the Enmore Theatre is like, yeah. if you're an artist in Sydney and you play at the Enmore, that's like a huge deal for you in your music career. Big time. And to play like a sold out venue, that's a clutch moment. And I'm like, anything can be clutch. Like, yeah. like graduating like uh, university, that's a clutch moment in Big your time. life. Like the, the marriage equality vote, that, that was a clutch moment for the gay community. Yeah. Like, so then I was just like, well, why don't I, I can just make t-shirts like so obviously bulk of them will be sporting clutch moments but i'm gonna like factor in some like other clutch moments as well yeah and there's a lot of opportunity to get like when you're taking using photos a lot of opportunity to get like other creatives involved as well like 100 like yeah. adam scarf yeah. took this photo and i hit him up and i'm like hey how much to to like to yeah. use the photo and he was like what, what are you going to use it for and i explained it to him he's like bro just that sounds dope just yeah. chuck me a couple of t-shirts and we're sweet and when <laughs> i tagged him in the post he was like Man, that's so sick. We're going to pick up yeah. the t-shirts. So yeah, yeah I look forward to fun. doing that too. And it's kind of like 
the, the one thing that I've, so I've I've set up this website now, and this one the one thing that I've kind of led on from the the doing the the sporting clutch moments and like say this one Nookie is um I've got like a little uh, section there where you can click on and I can make you a custom a custom clutch T-shirt yeah, 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 for like yeah, a birthday right. present or something like that. Yeah. Like if your missus was like. Or like, there's like a photo of Parry when he did like the first podcast with someone, yeah. and he like loves that photo. You can like put it on a t-shirt. Yeah, like, that's right. That's a clutch moment. It's huge. So I just I love the whole idea of just like nostalgic and pivotal, yeah. pivotal moments. Yeah, it's huge. Yeah, you know what? And like, we'll dig more into the more serious stuff. But I've got one for you. Yeah. Maybe I'll get this from my mates from Newey, but you need the Maddie Johns better than Lego. Oh, yeah. on a photo. Oh. <laughs> That's a clutch, yeah. man. <laughs> there's he- like there's heaps. Like you can be funny. It can be like a piss take, or it can be like really serious. Yeah. I feel like Maddie Johns off his nut with clutch underneath. <laughs> or like the one of Andrew Johns on the skateboard, like going down the street, like clutch moment for Johns. Or in the airport, like yeah, asleep. <laughs> right. Well, we're here now. Obviously, you're a big power fan. Massive power fan. You're Off a Parafan too, are you? Nah, I go for oh. the dogs. Oh, that's unfortunate for you. <laughs> no, I don't know where you got that from because I remember the night Para playing Penrith. Yeah. Early after, soon after a reopen. Yeah, yeah, and so it, was, it, was, it was only about like a month. Oh, yeah, yeah it was about a month ago. Yeah. And I was going off for Penrith. <laughs> Were you going off for Penrith because you wanted them to win or did you go off for Penrith because you wanted to see Para lose because I was watching? No, it wasn't that. <laughs> it was because Para were undefeated at the time. True. Anyway. Sidetrack. So, if you if do you think if you're gonna put one moment, one para moment on a clutch T-shirt off the top of your head, I know it's tough to choose. Oh, what would it be? Oh, there's like there's probably like a bunch of Jared Hayne yeah. for the 2009 season where they made that massive run yeah. and they like were just just about to miss the eight and they made the GF. Like there could be one moment in there or like. Maybe there's like a Hindmarsh moment or, oh, oh like. <laughs> just Sterlo. Just oh, you know what Sterlo. I'll do? I'll do this like this one, there's like this one moment where like we had Chris Sandow playing for us and we paid him like half a million dollars and he was playing like so bad. Everyone was giving it to me. They're like, yeah, Chris Sandow, see, he's like playing half a million the barrel, bucks. Yeah. And then like halfway in the season, he'd be playing so bad. We were playing so shit. And he hit this like last second field goal to win a game. That meant nothing. Yeah. And I was just like, that $500 was worth it just for that. Yes. <laughs> Cristiano Sanders classic. Just like, that's just a rugby league in a bloke. Oh, man. He's like five foot eight and tried to shoulder charge Greg Inglis yeah. on the trial line one time and just get sent like 10 That's minutes. a classic. That's classic footage as well. It's so good. <laughs> yeah, that'd be it. Sandow field goal. <laughs> Meaningless field goal, but clutch moment because it, it justified the five hundred thousand dollar contract in my eyes. <laughs> that'd sell like hot. you could sell three hundred of those. Yeah, like there's, there would definitely be a frame of him after kicking it, just like little staunch black fellow spill up like that, like claiming as if he's won the GF. <laughs> he may as well have. I see he won a premiership. Wait, Power hasn't won a premiership. No, no, Chris Sander, Chris Sander. Uh, I don't know. I don't think so. I, th- I think I think he left South before they. Yeah, they did because that was um yeah Kiri and someone else. Yeah, that was GI days. Um, but no, I don't think I don't think Christian. Oh, Kiri and Reynolds. Yeah, Yeah, I don't think because they beat the dogs that year. Smashed the dogs. (laughs) I remember we went as a family and like dogs finished seventh that year or eighth, and like I don't know how they were playing like shit. Just lucky to scrape in the eighth. Yeah, and just it was like Hodkinson, Reynolds, like Ennis, like just grinders, Desi as well. And it's like they just somehow ended up in the grand final. And Ennis is my most hated NRL player of all time. Oh. I, I like I like used to genuinely, genuinely trying to manifest a magpie flying into his face in the game. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so yeah, and like they just ended up in the grand final, and Belmore was pumping. Yeah, like Belmore was going off. Like after the semi final, went to Belmore just like every single night leading to grand final. Belmore was going off. And I'm like, this is too much. Like this is not going to end well. <laughs> and we get to the game, and like my dad turns to me and goes. Like, because the, the ratio of fans was, like, 80% Rabbitohs fans. And usually at a Sydney City Grand Final, it's 50-50. Was it ANZ? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, like, my dad just turned to me and goes, this isn't going to end well. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, just... And GI scored the try right in front of us where he did the Goanna. And I was yeah. like, just respect, like... Cl- you got to witness a clutch, clutch moment. moment. Yeah. <laughs> 
Apparently you run a pub as well or something. I run a pub as well. Apparently. That's what yeah. I've heard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Apparently I do. Um, Some rumour. Yeah. I certainly spend a lot of time at one. I don't know. Yeah. I just to hang out. It's like me. Just, yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. I kind of like, kind of runs. No, it does, definitely does not run itself. Yes, I do run a pub. It's, um, of course. It's, it's my pride and joy. I think, yeah. I think one of the good things about the Gladi is that a lot of people, and like, not to just, you know, talk yourself up, but. Go, go for it, bro. Um, <laughs> a lot of people know you're on the pub and that's a good thing because like you're, you're a very familiar face and like you go to the Gladi, you know, like you walk in and you know who runs a pub, which is so rare, I think. Yeah, I, um, I think with this pub, this pub is so, so unique. Like I've run a lot of different types of pubs. I've run pubs that like they make all their money because they got a really good poker machine. Yeah. Like it's a boring as fuck pub, sort of pub to run. I run pubs that are like super live music venues like the Vic and stuff yeah. like that. Or traditional pubs, like I've, 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 I've ran, uh, or pubs like Kinsella's Hotel up on Oxford Street. That was the first pub that I ever ran in Sydney. Um, but this pub, because of where it's located and what we had to do to kind of get it on the map, it was a very big deal about who was here more so than people coming mm. to the pub itself. So I am um, known to not do anything by halves and always throw myself yeah. into it. You ever heard the term all the gear and no idea? Yeah. Well, that's me, but then I eventually seem to pick yeah, up the exactly. idea. Yeah. <laughs> so I, um, I, I, it's a part of my person. This part's become part of my personality. Yeah. Like it's, and I understand that and I'm proud of that. It's not who I am as a person altogether. Like I have a lot of different interests as we've started yeah. to talk about today. <laughs> but, um, the, I mean, just the, the, the way the beers that we have through from the beers that we have on tap, to the style of art, to the people that yeah. hang around here and stuff like that. Like, I feel like it comes, it's, it's, it's comes from my personality and also Crummy's personality, yeah. which has been a big asset having him on board for the last year uh, or on board as a, as a, as a part owner of the pub, but he's worked here for a while. But, um, yeah, I feel like I, I know people come here knowing that there's a good chance that me or Mitch will be yeah. here. I like spending time here. Yeah. Beer's cheap for me here. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, where do you think the pub sits on like, because you sort of spoke about like a live venue pub and a traditional pub. Where do you think the Gladys sits on that spectrum? Because I feel like it's like a, it's like 3D, it sits everywhere. It, it is 3D. It, it has the atmosphere, it, it has the atmosphere of a traditional pub until the sun goes, until the footy finishes. Yeah. And then it turns into a, a borderline um, like late night small bar yeah. um, nightclub if there's anyone from APRA or anyone listening it's not yeah. a nightclub though we don't have a, we don't have a designated dance floor so not trying no. to hit me for more fees um, but it, it, it is it's, it's a chameleon I always make a I make a joke quite often on um, like social media posts that I call when I'm talking about all the different stuff that we might be doing in one week yeah. I say we're the Andrew Simons of pubs we're all rounder yeah. You can come here on a Monday for a cheap schnitty. Then there's an art show on Wednesday, life drawing on a Tuesday night. Come down for the most traditional pub night ever, a badge draw for some meat raffles. And then between Friday and Sunday, you can see half the genres that exist in music and yeah. a bunch of like up and coming DJs that are playing Taking Back Sunday through to freaking Diplo. Like it's, I just, I don't want this pub to be any one specific yeah, thing. Exactly. I want it to be a showcase of culture. Yeah, it's huge. I'm also very greedy and impatient, so I just like I'll try to do a million things at once. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Damn, it's so like I don't want to bring this up, but it was so annoying because we were gonna throw. Oh, I know. The, I think I we were know. gonna throw. I reckon the hardest dance night. Like we were gonna. It was like the power talks. Yeah, first we, were talks like, we were gonna like we were gonna we 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 had plans to turn it like you walk into upstairs and it felt like you were in a warehouse, like at a yeah. warehouse rave. I mean, I was I was pumped because I knew like having watched you build the podcast, I'm like, well. He's come this far. He's definitely not going to like rest on his laurels now. So this is going to be a bit of an experience. Mate, we, were th- we threw everything at that. Oh. But no, it'll still happen. Was it so meant to be the week? Was it, was it-, it was the first week that, the, that everything the closed. Shut down. Oh, <laughs> no, it's cool. Yeah, but like... That's TBC. Just- TBC, Paratalks fans. That's what I mean. It's going to be even bigger. Yeah. Might have some special guests. Yeah. If you know, you know. But yeah. But yeah, that's what I'm... It's like, it's a testament to that. Because we were going to throw like... Like say for instance, I think like two weeks before might have been an ill-equipped party. Yeah, and there was like, like ciphers and like stuff. Otter's house party, yeah. which is like all you know, West guitar bands. Yeah, and then we're just gonna throw like an actual rave yeah. for four hours oh. and just lasers, everything. We had it all. But yeah, I think it's a testament to that. And sort of back on what you said before, like me and mates, like I don't know if you know Darcy and Joe, 
Yeah. Out. Yeah. They are. <laughs> I always make jokes about whenever you call the Gladiator to make a booking or whatever, you know straight away who's answering because you're screaming through the phone like, Lord Gladstone. <laughs> and then Mitch is just like, yeah, Lord Gladstone, like just so chill. And like, you can just tell. And I, I have I, no concept of how loud or how fast I'm talking. And I like, I just some, sometimes like I have like my, my like pub mentor PC, Patrick yeah. Coglin, like he'll just like, he's just like, mate, you need to like, stop talking so loud like he's like i know you don't know how loud you're talking but you're talking so loud right now like i can hear you like coming from like 15 meters away and i'm like well you know what some someday that's gonna come in it's handy thing, like yeah. to save your life all right so yeah i know people are always like i know it's you on the phone because like the the it like maxes the speaker out of my phone i'm like sorry yeah we're gonna have to do a lot of engineering to this episode because you're probably clipping yeah, that. Yes, That's why you put this off for so long. <laughs> no, nah, the only reason I put it off because I'm like, I'm really organized and then I'll accidentally forget about something because I'm so organized. Like if I'm accidentally forgotten about something, it just like completely... Yeah, it's I'm in also not that much either, so... Yeah, exactly. I don't see <laughs> that much. Um, obviously as well, and you've been doing this for a while now, the whole pub thing, um, but you sort of associated with your... Like through, you know, I call it, I wrote it down as um, the ecosystem, the gladi ecosystem mm. of just like creatives and people, just familiar face and that sort of thing in music and stuff. What do you think like a common trait is behind sort of everyone that's has the gladi personality in them music wise? I feel like that. I feel like everyone's very, like very genuine and very like genuine as a person in general, which is a bit of a like, bit of a like wanky throwaway yeah. comment to say, but I, I, I actually mean that like genuine person and genuinely wants to be involved with what we're doing here. Not from a selfish point of yeah. view, not, not coming here and be like, like you be like, Oh, like you just, you're not using the bar during the day. Like, can I just come to <laughs> a podcast and then not contribute whatsoever to the pub? Yeah. Like you're, you're going to put on that party. You're always here bringing <laughs> your mates here. You come watch the footy, you play trivia. Oh, like, mate. And, and that, that's that's everyone. Everyone that's like, is, is part of the Gladdy family slash ecosystem are all genuine contributing members as to why this pub is what it is. Yeah. Like it's it, it's it started with me and Paddy, but it's it's so much bigger than that right now. It's, it's yeah comes from everywhere like i mean no doesn't even tell anyone when he's in sydney he just comes straight to the gladi and yeah. says i'm here <laughs> i'm in sydney and they're like where are you he's like at the gladi like where else would i be <laughs> yeah exactly when, when i interviewed him last because i've done one for Parry talks and then one for purple sneakers he just messaged me like do you want to do an interview i'm like yeah and like i didn't even ask what he didn't even ask where he just said does three work like i land at four i mean i land at like midday does three work i'm like yeah i'll see you soon yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. People um, know. People know. Yeah. Fuck. And yeah, like I. That's the common. Try to spend a lot of money on beers. Like. Yeah. No, you don't try. You you succeed. Yeah, we we. <laughs> no, nah, but I'm doing this new thing. You're a bit older than me. Tell me for the work. I feel like I don't know. I feel like if I don't drink on weeknights, it'll do me well. Yeah, I mean. That's a new I, thing. I, I can started. tell you that not from being older. Yeah. I think that's just from a health standpoint. Like, if you drink less alcohol, it's better <laughs> for you. No, but I feel like a lot of people will have like two, two, three beers. Like, I'm not saying like a binge drink. Yeah. But I feel like I don't know. Maybe just lose a couple kegs. I accidentally, I went on some. I went on a very average googling streak of like, look how many carbs are in a Carlson or VB, yeah. and it's just like, oh, if you this wanna, is grim. If you want to avoid, if you want to lose weight and, and still be able to drink alcohol, you need you can only drink light beer because it's literally yeah. the alcohol content that gets you the most of the calories and stuff like that. I reckon like I, I still try to do one or two alcohol free days a week, usually at the start yeah. of the week, and then at the start of the week I'll, I'll kind of like my my drinking habits will be more to try new things. Yeah. Like I'll get like some crazy new beers from the liquor emporium up the road from my house or some natural wines. And then me and my sister and my girlfriend might have a glass each yeah. over dinner. So I try, I try to have the start of the week to try new shit. Yeah. And then at the end of the week, if, if there's anything on or it's going to turn into a bit mm. of a session, that's when I'm smashing BBs yeah. and Bundy and Cokes. <laughs> Beta- oh, well, we'll get to that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to start here. Like before we get, you know, to that end of the spectrum, we'll go to the other end. I've been... I'm an amateur, but I started drinking Natty Wines like a fortnight ago. And oh my God, it's changed my life. In what way? It's just like, I feel like, because I never was sold on wine. Yeah. Ever. Like sold on wine where it's like, I'd choose this over a beer ever in any situation. But I hadn't, I don't know, I didn't even know what they're called. I don't even know what the hell Natty Wine is, but it was like orange. And I just had a sip and I'm like, I'm home. Yeah, it's cool. They're great. I mean, it's... 
it's funny. Like I've been in the hospitality industry now since I was like just turned 18. I'm 34 now, so like 16 years. And I've watched the drinking habits and the drinking styles and, and the innovation evolve. And like, I mean, uh, when I first got moved to Sydney and started working in pubs and bars up here, like the term mixologist was just starting to get thrown around with cocktails. And yeah. I had to like, it was, the, it still is the biggest wank ever. Yeah. Mixology and stuff like that. But the products that, that are produced and the drinks that are produced and the experiences yeah. of drinking that are produced and that, call it wanky if you want. That's a very, very easy thing to do. Yeah. But it's an ex- enjoyable experience to have some wild drink that comes yeah. from things that you didn't even know existed or could be fermented or could yeah. be dried and stuff like that. It's the same with wine and beer. Like you can now, you don't just have to go down like, don't get me wrong, my favorite beer on tap is a VB. Yeah. My favorite rum is Bundy OP. <laughs> but like to be able to have a, all these different experiences through drinking alcohol, through education and through knowledge, yeah. like... It's, it's it's awesome and that's why people get obsessed with it yeah. become mixologists or become craft beer enthusiasts or become natty wine enthusiasts because the the the, the possibilities and the experiences are literally endless yeah. because you can have this you can have a different experience drinking the same wine at different temperatures or in different atmospheres yeah. or at different times of the day and people might think oh that's so wicky man just like have a schooner well you just have a schooner yeah, all right definitely. i'm gonna go have some mad experiences <laughs> I'm going to have a fuzzy little wine <laughs> and not feel shit after. But they don't. The, the whole Natty Wine thing yeah. is... It's, and we've got the Natty by Nature. Yeah, that's, there's a couple well. of friends of mine and Mitch's, um, Alan and Ryan, they did a festival down on the South Coast because um, they both, they both like quite um, veteran hospitality dudes and um, we're into the, the natural wine thing and they're like, let's, let's do this natural wine thing but make it a cool, fun experience. Yeah. Um, and so they did a festival and now I, I don't know enough about natural wines to want to devote enough time to understand Actually, yeah. what I should get in the pub. Yeah. So I just said to them, hey, can you tell me, can you send me some cool shit? So they just pick a bunch of varieties and I say, that sold really well, that didn't sell as well and then we just go from there. Yeah. Just ask for the cheapest glass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but we say that, but then my I 90% of the time if I'm drinking alcohol, I'm drinking rashes. So. Yeah, true. Yeah, I'm not trying to drink cheap white wine. I, I was scarred from underage drinking goon by, oh. by cheap white wine. So, although in saying that, the cheap white wine here is fabulous. Exactly. <laughs> come down. Where does the obsession from Bundy come from? You know, I, grew, <laughs> I had to ask it. I grew, I grew up in a very small town on the south coast, four hours south of Sydney. It's called Churros Head. It's in like an area of the south coast called Yurubadala. Um, and like, it's like, man, I was a coasty bourbon growing up. Like the, if you wanted to drink bourbon, you drank Woodstock or Jim Beam. If you wanted to drink like, like sweet drinks, you were drinking Pulse cans, Smirnoff Double Blacks or Cruisers. Uh, And if you wanted a rum, it was Bundy. And if you wanted a rum that was going to like knock your socks off a bit more, it was Bundy OP. And I think I just like drank it to the point where I was just like, it was, it's like, you're really, immune, yeah. it's like really sweet too. And I have like a massive sweet tooth, but, um, I, I, I just, I, it's very, just, it's again, it's, 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 it also, it is an experience for me drinking it. Like yeah. when I, when I, like when I have that first sip and like the heavy, intense smell for people, that's like off putting and like, oh yeah, like, like it's like, you know, punch on it and stuff <laughs> like that. I'm just like, you don't know how the Queensland it, fighting juice. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, this is sugarcane champagne, baby. <laughs> and when I when I bring that up to my lips and I smell that pungent, thick, dark Bundy smell, I'm just it's like tra- I'm transported back to like hiding in the sand dunes at the golf course, like skull and goon bags, and like I mean we never could afford bottles of Bundy, so we'll probably buy hip flasks or pinching them from somewhere. But um, there you go. It's an experience. Bundy's an experience. You Bundy know- is an experience. <laughs> <Are you- laughs> I get to get paid for that. I hope so. I'm trying. I'm trying my hardest to get noticed by Bundy by the, by my um, hashtag Bundy goes with everything campaign. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I was sus on that because I was like, surely we're getting some money in this, and you tap on the hashtag to see if like Bundy's been feeding it through. It's nothing else. It's just you. No, nah, it's just me. And you know what? I have like I know people that work for the company that owns Bundy. So if I really wanted to push that button, I reckon I could. But it's it's half a piss take and half. Yeah, exactly. And if it gets picked up organically, well, then I think that means a lot more than yeah. me like make sending texts about yeah. trying to get the Bundy hookup. <laughs> um, Bundy cokes. Me and my brother always joke the vanilla, like just a vanilla coke. It's like, what are you drinking? Yeah, vanilla coke. Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's sweet. It's smooth. Yeah, it's it's good. It's a vanilla coke that can get you in a lot of trouble. 
<laughs> no, not if you drink responsibly. Yeah, of course. I feel, but I hate the whole like rum makes you like all alcohol will make you bash someone if you can't control. If you're it, a dickhead, like, yeah, exactly. You're a dickhead. That's yeah, it. Yeah, if alcohol's gonna bring bring out being, a you already are one. Yeah, it, it, it's it's gonna bring it out. It's not just Bundy. It's gonna be vodka or anything like that. Like I mean, I've drunk Bundy like forever, and I've never I've never had an experience where it's like, oh yeah, he like now I'm more angry. Yeah, dude, it's like. <laughs> probably punched on with 10 dude for, for stupid reasons but it's never been from drinking bunny but i have seen people exactly i have yeah. seen run rage like i had like back in my hometown like when i was running the pub there like there was a couple of blokes who like i wasn't allowed to serve spirits specifically rum after like a certain time on a night so it's, it's a, it is a real thing for some people but it's because they're dickheads not because of the rum exactly yeah, <laughs> yeah. Shit, there's probably some classic stories from that pub yeah. oh yeah there is having to put people in a courtesy bus home that used to babysit me and convince them to go home to, yeah. to their families was um, was always an interesting experience. Huge. You were the second parents. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All these middle-aged men. They're like, I used to look after you when you were kids and now you look after me. And I'm like, okay, I don't know if that really makes sense. Yeah. But <laughs> we're not meant, it's not meant to work meant that to way. Sense, but sure. <laughs> um, yeah, shit, Bundy. How good. <laughs> Vanilla Cokes. Um... I feel like another interesting point to make is the whole... Obviously, that you have a lot of connections, you could say, and, like, so do a lot of people, and so does sort of everyone that hangs around here, you know, and, like, people will be like, how did you get this DJ on? How did you get, like, how did you get Triple One? Whatever. Hmm. And a lot of people talk about this whole thing of networking. Yeah. But networking's so weird because, like, it's what starts off as networking. Like, I guess by definition, me finding these friends is networking because, hmm. like... I've been in the right place at the right time, had the right conversation. Like, at the end of the day, you just become mates with people and you sort of hang around with people that think the same as you. And you've got a lot of connections. Do you think that that's how it sort of works for you? You just sort of became mates with people? Or do you I, think there was a bit more strategy to it at the start? I, um, I'm, I, I, I believe that I'm a very, very sentimental person. Yeah. Like, I can't just... Ha- I can't... I don't know what an acquaintance is. You're either my mate or you're not. Yeah. Kind of thing. Like, maybe with people, like, within the hospitality industry that I deal with on, like, a purely business level, but in, even then, a lot of the time, they become friends of mine, yeah. too. I can't, like, meet someone and then not, like, pursue that connection, like, as a friendship, unless they're an absolute kook. Yeah. But, um, I mean, I'm sure people think that about me as well, so I'm not... I don't... I don't it's very rare that I meet yeah. someone for the first time and think they're a kook. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, like I, I just, I can't not be mates with people and I can't not be mates with interesting people. And yeah. like we have a lot of interesting people that come through here and like it's an interesting pub and it's an interesting industry and the events that we do here, everything about that we do at this pub just from a pure like industry standpoint is going to be interesting. Alcohol's interesting. Yeah. Live music's interesting. Podcasts are interesting. Um, so I meet all these interesting people and it's like, oh, I want to. I was wondering if we could do this at the Gladstone. And I'm like, if I believe in what they do and find it interesting, I'm going to say yes, mm-hmm. and then I'm going to be interested in it. So I'm going to yeah. like pursue that friendship or that relationship more. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I the, the term networking seems very uh, like corporate and yeah, shit, shit. Whereas like. I mean, it makes sense, but a network sounds like there's a bit of organization to it. There's absolutely no organization to the network yeah. here at the Gladiator. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good thing. Yeah, it's great. I want to ask this as well. Sort of sidetrack, starting a new sort of sidetrack. What is like your taste in music now? Um, like obviously when you come to the Gladiator, it's always like almost always just like sample based hip hop, mm. boom bap stuff so to chill, chill out too. But you've also posted some pretty etch things on the stories and stuff. Like, what, what, how would wait, you describe what it? it? Wait, what does etch mean first? Can we just like define oh, what does the etch word mean? etch? What does it sound like? It sounds like it's you're about to write me off. <laughs> no, no, no. Etch is just like, it sounds a bit like, how you going? Yeah, like, like etch is in like sketch. Yeah, sort yeah, of. Like but like sketchy, a bit yeah. like, how you going? But like... So you're about th- to take the piss out of me. No, no, no. But things that are, <laughs> things that are how you going can also be quite good. Not when you put that inflection on it. <laughs> so yeah, how would you describe your taste? What are you listening to? What are you vibing? Man, I, I like, my, my tasting music is exactly the same as it was before, like, when I started listening to music. Like, I grew up on punk, hardcore, metal, and, like, heavy emo and pop punk. Mm. Um, I mean, I just, I, I literally dyed my hair orange because of how much I love 
Paramore. Yeah. And like I got my whole birthday present like that I got on the weekend for my birthday were all Paramore themed. Like that's what I'll listen to. Sometimes when I know that it's not gonna be that busy for a while, I just mm. play Paramore in yeah. the pub by myself. But because of what this pub is and and like kind of the, like its main roots were based in hip hop. I mean, don't get me wrong, I yeah. freaking love hip hop. Yeah. Um, I mean, everyone knows about the MF, MF Doom mask up behind there and MF Doom mask is the, the badgie logo. Yeah. Um, and I, I love hip hop, um, but like if I'm in my car, I'm listening to really heavy or really fast or really whiny music. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> That's so interesting, yeah. I feel like, yeah, I don't know. I feel like it's such a and like I don't like I'm not saying that you're old, but you I feel like, I feel like <laughs> it's it's just like such a generational thing. How crazy different generations are like what sort of forms their musical taste and how it sort of like loops back around yeah. generation wise. Because like the whole like sort of pop punk thing sort of came back around with like Lil Peep and like Goth Boy Click and stuff, and it yeah. sort of like reemerged with like all even like Juice Wells and stuff. It's yeah. like so inspired by that stuff. It's super cool. It's super crazy. And like now a kid that's like starting to listen to music, listening to that stuff will probably have a similar taste in music to you in terms of like the vibe of it. Whereas someone in between like me was like, so like 50 cent sort of like, it's crazy. Yeah. I don't know. It's like, I mean like the little peeps are perfect one like that. They, they put that um, first mixtape that he did the cry baby one up and like that song, white, that song white tea that um, has the postal service sample at the start. Like if you, we're like really young and before postal service time, like we're kind of like after postal service, we finished up as a band and then listen to that. We're like, Oh, that's so crazy. I wonder where they get that from or if that's a sample and then found it out. Like mm. you're going to find that. And then they have like their Oasis kind of like yeah. riff in that, in that song as well yesterday. But, um, I don't know. I mean, I, I like, like, like I was saying before, I'm a pretty sentimental person. Like, like some pretty like sentimental lyrics coming from like pop punk and like yeah. you know, stuff like that. It's so not. I'm just a big soup, to be honest. We all are deep down. Um, Sounds some pretty hectic parties here. That's an yeah. understatement. What do you think? Yeah. So we'll start. What do you think? the best party is like not so much hectic in terms of chaos but in yeah. terms of like you just walked around the pub and it's like this is really well sort of run this is like not to pick a favorite child um, but in terms of just like this is just well the one that comes to mind straight away is um the the first ever bad deep christmas party that we did with the guys from Entropico. yeah i just remember we had like dj decks and they they, they dressed the pub up with so much cool like cool christmas decorations and then we had like DJ decks set up out on the in the beer garden on the back deck. We had a room upstairs. Mm. It was like a rave cave, and then we had like a bit of like um, stripped down live stuff, like duos and solo yeah. acts in the front bar. So it was just like this pub is a quite a small pub, but yeah. then like you can walk ten meters and have like three different ex- like musical experiences. Yeah. Um, that was probably the the one that comes to my head. Like, I mean, the most I know you said not the most hectic, but the most hectic and craziest party was purposely his tenth birthday. Yeah, that was that crazy. Was, insane that was so insane like that there's like a photo that we turned into like a big vinyl on the front of the pub that was the one that says like i think it says like open till 3 a.m yeah and it's the picture of the lineup yeah. around the pub that went nearly to cleveland street that was it that was hectic that <laughs> was, was like so hectic. that was well before i was ever associated with purple snake because i remember coming i was sitting on the couch here saying what is going on it was insane and then the, the year after as well was crazy where like Will Aris Clay played his first ever show here, which yeah. is like crazy. And like some of the names on that lineup, like now are just like. I still, re- like, I mean, I still remember like when Winston Surfshirt yeah. played in the beer garden. Yeah. And then I was like, six months later, they're like playing Splendor, or like a year later, they're playing Splendor. And I'm like, oh, that's that band that yeah. played. I'm like, yeah, they were cool. <laughs> now they're huge. Yeah. Um, what do you reckon the most chaos in a good way, other than the Pearl Sneakers party, you reckon what stands out? Just like chaos, just like holy oh, shit. Oh man, I don't. It wasn't like in a good way so much, but we did this like really, really hectic like drill and trap party. I forget the name of it, but it was these dudes from Western Sydney, young guys, and not, like it looked like it looked like a Las Vegas strip club flyer. The artwork for it, oh, wow. it was hectic, and like um, I think like Spacely and like like a bunch of like pretty well renowned like. Western Sydney kind of like drill trap rappers 
like played hooligan hefts played oh wow yeah marty marty like triple one marty yeah. was working behind the bar at the time and he was like but there's like a lot of hectic people yeah. in our west like and like there was like not a fight or anything like that but like dudes standing on like the dj table like in the main bar and it like collapsed and smashed everything yeah. and like then we had to like it's like one of the only parties we ever had to shut down early because it was just like it was getting too wild it was like it was it felt like i don't know like canterbury leagues club nightclub <laughs> but in the gladi it was it was a it was a hectic crowd to say the least nah, canterbury league club's pretty it's gentrified as I mean, probably like a little yeah. cafe I'm, there. I've actually never even been there. I just threw like a western Sydney <laughs> suburb out there. Like, no, nah, Canterbury's not west Sydney. at all. It's like southwest. You're gonna cop it for that. I hope uh, you cop yeah. it. Sorry. Canterbury's inner west. I, think. I know jack shit about anything more west of Marrickville, so I apologise to anyone <laughs> that I fan with regions and areas. Like I don't go like I don't go any further west of Marrickville hardly ever. <laughs> Canterbury leagues. I don't know. I'm just like no, oh, it's all good. Edit that out, please. <laughs> Nah. I'm ready to get roasted. <laughs> so yeah, someone from West Sydney like Canterbury. Yeah, yeah, Canterbury's inner city. Bro, it's like it's southwest, isn't it? It's southwest. Like Twenty-five minutes from here. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, I don't know. Anyway. Um. Yeah. What are, What are some other names? I'm trying to think as well that have like sort of started here, played here, and then all of a sudden it's just like holy shit, artist wise. Uh, question I mean off the top of my head I don't know do you guys ever play a show here acoustic show or um, something um yeah I think they did got the guitars out yeah I think they had before I mean they played so many other bands that like all their other bands have definitely played here um oh man you've stumped me on this one I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm positive that there is. I'm yeah. positive there is some people that have played. Well, we've like just named a heap days. anyway. Pardon? We've just named a heap anyway. Yeah, exactly. Winston Surf Show is always the one that comes to mind as the biggest one. Um, it's crazy. She never played here, but um, Halsey was hanging out here when she like first came to Australia and played Field Day. What a sport. She was, nice. she was in this bar. We just like shut the bar and her and this pop punk band neck deep came through because my mate Sam works for Secret Sounds was like hey I've got um, Halsey and she's with Neck Deep because they're touring they were like wanted somewhere fun to go that was also a bit like low key and I'm like well I just shut the upstairs bar at the Gladi they want to come hang up there and I'll, I'll just come and serve yeah. some beers and tequila shots and he was like yeah perfect and they just came and hung out here for a couple of hours so, beautiful yeah I didn't even go. really know who Halsey was at the time so. if you had you know how like if you go to Harry's Cafe de Wills and shit they've got like um, oh like the Hall of, like, yeah. Hall of Fame shit yeah Oh no, actually stuff that. What's the um oh I'm gonna get grilled for this as well. What's that? Um Oh, sorry, I've got it, don't worry. If there was a Mount oh Gladdy Mount Rushmore as in like five iconic You know what Mount Rushmore is, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, took me a while to get it out. Yeah. Um who would be on the Gladdy Mount Rushmore? But like, okay, so that's a very, very general question. Are we just talking like in terms are we of talking like patrons? Or are we talking like patrons, people that patrons, are, sorry. Patrons? Not 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 people that have rolled up. Well not Halsey's like 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 oh like gladi <laughs> near the gladi Mount Rushmore um, would probably, they, like so you and Mitch yeah yeah oh like Paddy Paddy Coughlin yeah. there as well um, I reckon I reckon Joanne oh yeah no, that's new generation that's new generation Mount Rushmore because there's other people that should be like above them uh, I reckon we'll stick new gen because I feel new like gen? a lot of these okay, like, are new gen new gen like. Paddy's going to hate this if he really listens to it. He gets the shits because after I bought the business off him, he heard some like young kids talking when he was here and like didn't own it anymore. And they're like, yeah, yeah we're, we're the Gladdy man. The Gladdy's so sick. It's like the new home of Sydney hip hop. And Paddy was like, new? Are you kidding me, bro? Like, Works for like years. four years later. You're like, oh, I said, man, they're probably in high school when we first yeah. started the pub. Like, give them a break. <laughs> but um, new, like new gen. It's probably my mates. Yeah. On, uh, you know, Big Grayson. No. Big Gracie, he's, he's the, the bigger, bigger crew fella that's always here. And he's like mad dancer and shit. <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah. Get him on it. Yeah, he's he, he he's like, he's put in a, like a, he's put in a good campaign. Like Big. if he was like running to like replace someone. Yeah. Right now he's having a, like, he's putting up numbers. 
triple Big. doubles all over the shop. Dalian, <laughs> Dalian. He's had some clutch moments yeah. here at this pub. <laughs> Nookie's on there as well. Yeah, big time. <laughs> Nookie's 100% on there. We should have a... Actually, I don't know. This probably doesn't really work with the RSA. But uh, like a Dalian medal. And you just log how many beers everyone's had at the Gladi. Yeah, the I'm, not the doing, I'm not doing that. Like, even if people stopped paying close attention, to, like, and it got close, they would try to win. And then, yeah. yes, I'd have some very serious RSA issues going on. Dalian. <laughs> oh, I should, like, or well, maybe I could, like, create an app where it's not about drinking, but just, like, it's, like, it's, like, geo-fenced, and it clocks how long you're at the Gladi. So it's, like, Dude, time spent. Right. Because <laughs> you'd be able to spend more time here the less you drink, in my opinion. The less you drink. It might, as in. Oh yeah, if you yeah, drink, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you drink less, you drink, yeah, 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 you'd yeah. be like, oh, kicked out yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So if you're just sitting, you can just like, you could just, I could legit just get a sleeping bag in good space. Yeah. Oh no, you're getting kicked out for that. If I see anyone sleeping in the pub, they're gone. <laughs> Beautiful. Um, that's it. It'd be clear. It'd be minutes clocked at the glad. And if you're in the main bar, it's like like a scale. Like you get yeah, more, you get you get more, more points, yeah. points if you're in the main bar or the beer garden. Yeah. <laughs> but if you're up here at 9am, you're not getting that much points. Cause yeah, <laughs> true. But you're still here. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Dalian. I always like... I don't know why I've ever thought of this, but I feel like we need like a Gladi Olympics. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Actually, we won't go there. Um, every year... I don't know if you've heard about this thing called Musica Copa. Yes, I have. I played in it. Yeah, good. I played for, for the should, IOU team yeah. a few years ago. We should have a Gladi Musica Copa team. We we like we were meant to a couple of years ago, and then with they they kind of like overbooked the teams, mm. and like we were kind of like we're, I guess we were like a f- emergency reserve. Yeah. And so we we ended up sponsoring it instead. Frank Strong, yeah. and Gladstone did, and we had like the after party at uh, here. We had the after party here for for one year, but I, I would love to. That's such I would a, love to. Yeah. I played soccer since I was like four years old. Under controls of like a great bunch of people. Yeah. yeah, we played it last year for my work. So much fun, but we needed some size. Like imagine Martin playing futsal. Oh yeah, and like Mitch and, yeah. Mitch and Dave play futsal. Like Mitch, and like Mitch is good. Mitch is like a good soccer player. So, so it's like Dave's a unit. Would, yeah. And like Nookie could like run around. And be yeah. like he'd be like real tricky. He wouldn't be that skillful, but be like real quick. Yeah. And he could also be a bit of an enforcer. Exactly. There was a, cu- there was a couple of staunches when I played. Like, yeah, that's very got, competitive. Like, yeah. Johan got like taken out by this dude. I think he was playing for like a Red Bull team or something like that. And, like, oh, yes. No, no, no. They've got like the all-stars where like yeah, actual good soccer players yeah, play the dogs. Yeah, yeah. they like ex-soccer yeah. and shit playing. It was wild. And, like Johan got taken out. He was like off it. And I was just like, okay, this is my time to show him that it was a good idea to bring me on. I like full staunch this bloke. And he's like, oh, I'm sorry, but it's like, let's not be too serious no nah, it's because music industry people haven't gone outside in years get this little up anyway oh yeah yeah they're, they're, yeah yeah they're all armchair athletes <laughs> um shit that's good shit um sort of get it more back on track a bit more serious as well when the you sort of talk about you know patty's influence as well and like sort of developing a music culture do you think when you started it there was sort of what was sort of the plan for the music culture here compared to sort of how it's turned out to be. Like you sort of talk about it being like a bit of everything where it's just like, just like a showcase. Whereas it, did it start like that or did it, it start did. maybe a bit more concise and it niche? Did. Putty, Putty is like, he under, he's, he understands, he understands trends and, and, and local cultures and local communities better than anyone I've ever known in my entire life. And we, it actually, the whole, the, we laid the, the foundations for knowing that that style of like building a business would work from Vic on the Park, which Paddy used to own, and it was the first pub I was licensee mm. of in Sydney, because we understood that in the inner west there was a lot of different, I think for lack of a better word, probably not the best word to use in this day and age, but at the time we would say different tribes, well, there was different subcultures. Yeah. So there was like the, all the punk, the inner west punks. Mm. So we would have like punk nights on like a Thursday, and then there was the inner west hip hop scene. One day horror show, Spit Syndicate. So we got in with those guys and started one day Sunday. Then there was a big art and graph scene, which kind of melded into both of those yeah. music genres. And then there was a like a like people like love sports. So we'd always have the big screen out the back, the big screen inside, the basketball hoop. There was all these different subcultures and different like crews and people that are into like. Me and Paddy always used to say, hips just want to watch the footy too. Yeah, they do. You know what I mean? We do. <laughs> we do. Hips just want to watch the footy too, so we should create an environment in the inner west where they don't feel like they're coming in and yeah. watching with a bunch of like 
to his extra dry drinking Desmond's. Yeah. Um, because they like watching sport as well. Like there was all these like people like cross over and like the, the hip hop guys like the indie bands that their mates play yeah. because they want to support them and they also support the doggies or the eels yeah. or the dragons and they want to come and watch the footy and we wanted somewhere we could do all of that but didn't feel out of place at any time like oh let's not go watch the footy there because it's a bit of a grunt crowd we'll go yeah. there afterwards yeah you can come here and have knockoff beers from work watch the footy with your mates and go straight into a party with relatively the same core crew yeah. and you don't feel out of place at all no matter who you are yeah it's, be- it's about being authentic yeah that's why it's dangerous as well though because we used to like i used to finish work on a friday and it's like even with freeders down the road it's like finish work drink sun's still setting get yeah. dinner watch the footy then go to freeders down the road or then stay here for a party or go up to good space and it's yeah. just like holy shit it's 10 o'clock i've been drinking for seven hours yeah and it's like oh god yeah yeah <laughs> lost in the gladi vortex <laughs> <laughs> oh my god we're gonna pinch that <laughs> yeah but it's true though because time just flies because it's like you there's always something else on isn't there like a saying or something like time flies when you're having fun oh yeah true <laughs> i can't say i'm having fun though yes you are okay. <laughs> i watch you you have a lot of fun oh my god i can't imagine what goes down on security cameras after yeah it's all yeah there's there's i mean security cameras only catch the main public areas so all the dumb shit that you would think what happens someone someone's probably saw it in real yeah, life <laughs> exactly yeah. it's, it's not stuff that happens yeah. <laughs> oh no i i feel like one of the funniest things you probably catch me doing is i'll come in sober and drop a beer and be like, oh great because i'm i am such a klutz yeah it's bad but and i feel like you could get some good moments there from me i'm trying to think of any other shockers i've had here my birthday was great my yeah, birthday last year we... you always keep yourself pretty composed yeah yeah the, the tip is you got to stay sitting down if you feel in trouble you just sit just yeah and then just you know you can't you can't look that piss sitting down yeah, yeah yes you can now as in as in if you don't stand up yeah. if you're just sitting down you keep drinking yeah but that's when you go to stand up that's when yeah it that's what i mean that's why you, so you go you only get up to leave you just leave like there's just like pissed everywhere because you haven't gone to the bathroom at all um also just like to sort of wrap up the main part of the interview how do you think obviously there's been changing of the guard with ownership a lot of obviously like new generation old generation glad we sort of spoken about do you think overall the vibe of the pubs has changed that much over the time or do you think it's still pretty similar just like a couple of new faces doing it, similar things it, it, the vibe the vibe definitely is similar because it comes from like it comes from like a core ethos and that core ethos still holds no matter what the generation is yeah and that's about like authentic people like coming here to have a good time like no bullshit like pure no wrong policy um so i think i think it's i think the vibe's similar it probably seems a little bit more hectic to me just because i've yeah. now like it's been five years and like i mean f- five five years this is gonna sound stupid to put a lace but half, five years is half of ten and ten's a decade yeah and a lot changes in a decade so already halfway through that yeah so like i said there's people that were not legally allowed to come here five years ago that might have been 16 17 that was me that was you. <laughs> that was you. That are now like 21, 22 years old, who might have heard about it from older brothers and stuff like that. Like the glad, the glad, the glad. Yeah. And then they come here and they're like the glad. And I'm like, I, I I certainly feel a lot older than I should by watching the different generations come through mm-hmm. this pub in the last five years for sure. But yeah. the general vibe's still the same. The the parties have changed slightly a little bit. Like we we certainly have a lot more electronic music now. It was it was a bit more like um, guitar band and drum bands and then and then hip hop with yeah. the other one, but we do have a lot more electronic music here. Just now. quietly, it's a lot easier as well. Got your space, yeah. Got yeah, it. true, <laughs> it is, it is, but it's kind of like the one genre that I've never really been able to get my head around and listen to like casually. Yeah. So it's always the one that I've kind of pushed back the most on, and I've had to kind of like I've had to like with you, like I know that you love you rave music and stuff like that so if you want to do a party here i trust yeah. you to do it because i know like i know you and i know yeah. you're gonna do a good job of it yeah. but if some random promoter came up and said i want to do like an electronic techno dj party they'd have to really sell me on yeah. the artists and also like i'm always like what's the party about though like yeah. what's the vibe of the party because anyone can just put usbs into some cd exactly yeah and a couple of shit streamers up and turn a disco ball on but if you have a vibe and aesthetic to the artwork like 
a community built around the party itself yeah. already that are going to support it. That's what I want happening. Yeah, exactly. Be time. Yeah, electronic music is yeah, it's good because it's easy. But at the same time, it's like because it's easy, it has to be created, curated. Sorry, yeah. so meticulously and so like carefully. Yeah, it's crazy. I know. And it's like different. the only time that I've ever really been into it is um, in a big open field. Yeah, wearing sunnies. Um, under the influences of with adult a, substances. With a singlet on? With this, no, no singlet. <laughs> I can't. I can't do a singlet anymore. I've got the traps for it. Fair. Yeah. But yeah, fair enough. Yeah. No, we would have changed that for you. We would have thrown you the best night yeah. of your maybe, life. Maybe you can make we a will, playlist. We will. Maybe you can make a playlist to get into. Of some good local techno that I can listen to casually. Do you know what? No, the big thing is, if you, li- if you want to listen to electronic music, don't necessarily put on a playlist. Yeah. There's these things called... Well, not these things called mixes, but... There are a lot of really good mix series from yeah. like local record labels and stuff. And yeah. they'll have local DJs on, they'll DJ for 45 minutes. All yeah. these like crazy songs that you like, no one's ever heard before. Less than a thousand streams on Spotify, but they're just sick songs. You just put them on the background. Yeah. That's, that's the, that's the vibe. It, rather than it being like, I'm going to listen to this dance album from this local. It's different, you know? Well, yeah. I mean, like I just, I always used to, you know, 82 Yeah, of course. I like, of like course, she used to come DJ when I used to run a venue over in Balmain. And this is like, six seven years ago she's the best and she used to come dj over there and she used to like dj that really like kind of lo-fi-ish yeah. sort of stuff and i used to like always make a joke with at her and i'm like i'd come in like 20 minutes later after seeing her i'd be like well oh, is this still the same yeah. song and she'd be like so off it because i know that people would yeah. like who don't that's so like annoying that music, yeah i hate that shit. Out of so that's what i always think of i walk into these things and i'm like these people have been listening to the same song for an hour and a half. And same dance as well. That's what I mean. You don't have to move. You just do this for two hours because it's all still in time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like even when the DJ's trained because they're still mixing into this, like they mix out of the, the other person's last song and mix into their yeah. first song. Beat so, match, Like bro. nothing changes. Nothing Keep changes. Keep the beat. Yeah. Get a beat match, bro. <laughs> all right. Now to the tough questions. Quick fire. Don't think too long about it, but we can get sidetracked on them. Shit, we've been already going for an hour. Most underrated Australian artist. Other Nookie. No, Nookie's not underrated. <laughs> um, Kobe Day. Done. Easy. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> Favorite member of Triple One. Oh, that's <laughs> not fair. I'm not answering that. All right, how about this? I'm not, should, no, 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 I'm no, not answering that. No, 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 it's completely different. It's completely different. Oh, God. Most... And this doesn't mean you like them the least. Most annoying member of Triple One. I'm not answering that either. Why not? It's Connor. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Me and Connor. It's yeah. not. I'm so. It is you, Connor. You know it. Yeah. And that, but that's a that's a positive. No, trait. it's not. It's not. It's not. Let's not try and spin that. <laughs> Fave power player right now. Um. There's a correct answer as well. Is there? No, nah, there isn't. You, no, you there's think the correct answer is Gutho? No, 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 no. no. Um, Junior like, Polo, surely. Oh yeah, no, I love Junior Polo. No, um. I'm really into Mitch Moses at okay, the moment. That's nice. he's yeah, fair enough. Fucking hot. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, he's good. He's cute cunt. That's fine. That's yeah. fine. Yeah, he's cute, isn't he? Um, yeah, Mitch Moses, I reckon. Oh no, actually sorry. Dylan Brown. Okay. Dylan fine, Brown. That's good. Dylan Brown and Reed Marnie, my two favourite power players. He played Mitch Dylan Moses played is the hottest yeah. in the team though. Dylan Brown played an absolute killer against um shit, how have I forgotten? Who they play in the rain? Just oh, recently. Oh, not, everyone. They played Dragons? No, last not last week, the week Dra- before. They played was it Sharks? Yeah, it was Corolla, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He, he killed that. Yeah. Running game. Oh. Um, who do you hate more, dogs or Penrith? Dogs, 100%. Okay. It's fine. Mitchell Pat. Oh, that's not fair. No, no, no. Mitchell Pat. <laughs> <on. Just laughs> who's, who's, who's more attractive? Who's prettier? I'm not even saying that either. Oh, we all know it's Pat. If you, yeah. see, uh, if, if, if you get the opportunity in summer, we'll try and get him with his shirt off. Oh, you're kidding. Yeah. I love the beard. Yeah. Well, you know what? Funny story about Pat. And he'll like this. He'll appreciate this. He, We always like, we joke that he is, you watch like NRL Fox and stuff, obviously. Yeah. He's the professor. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah, he is. He's the professor. <laughs> and then lastly, sort of just as like a, not lastly, second last question. Sort of to carry on from last week's episode, what's the GOAT Australian beer? Sort of feel like you're going to say VB based on your non-craft. <sighs> yeah. non, Non-craft, non yeah. I, I, have, I have to say VB. It's, like my, it's just my go-to. Yeah, it's fair. It's, um, it's, it's just, it's light, it's refreshing. 
I like, I mean, I like, I like Reshers and stuff like that too, but I don't know. It's just, you you have that one. And yeah. for me, it's VB, and I can't even tell you exactly why. It's just the, that's the one. Do you think if you had a VB and a Carlton drop next to each other, you could tell the difference? Yeah, I can. I mean, I've played this game several times before. The one that, and, and, and the, you want to know the worst beer in Australia? I can tell you the worst beer in Australia. What is it? Fucking Tui's New is the worst beer in Australia. <laughs> we agreed as well because we, no, no, no. No, Iron Jack is the worst beer in Australia. Iron Jack's okay. I no, I don't. Iron Jack. No, no. We had this Tui's New is the worst. When I first, when I first got taught how to pour a beer when I just turned 18 at the Churros Tavern and they were explaining to me the beers that went along and they're like, hey, mate, this is two is new. Mate, only alcoholics drink that, all right? So, <laughs> and you'll, you'll, you'll get it once you yeah. see all the boys who drink it. I was like, okay, two is new, alcoholics drink it. I was like, that actually fucking do. Yeah, it's hell. <laughs> yeah, we said VB, Rashers, Carlton here. Yeah. Two is just like so far. Yeah, sorry to any two is new fans, but it's rubbish beer. Is what's the goat? We said no craft beers, but what's your favorite craft beer? Uh, the Grifter Pale Ale. Okay, thank you. The Grifter yeah, Pale Ale is, I, th- I think that's the best. Like, I think that's the best inner west pale ale. It's, so. it's like, I, I mean, I really like Newtowner, Same. but like the Grifter Pale Ale is just heaps more sessionable. The only thing that the Grifter, the Newtowner has, like, obviously, taste wise, it's like, it's so close, but I take the Grifter, but um, just accessibility, like. Finding Newtown. it on tap, Newtown is everywhere. Oh, it's our it's best, best, best selling beer yeah. on tap. Yeah, it's it, so good. It, yeah. it sells more than VB and Carlton Draft. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it sells twice as many kegs as VB and Carlton Draft. I remember once, um, Newtown was on good, um, good keg for some reason. Yeah, and I was like, "What is going on here?" We were oh, just it used to be up. at Le- when we owned the Lady Hampshire. That was like they they sponsored it. Wow, and that was the that was the um, that that's was chronic. The for, that's dangerous. For good keg. We used to do like. We used to, that was like the record. We used to have like it was like a minimum of a thousand bucks each time because people would just felt weird about paying five bucks for for a new talent, so they'd pay yeah. like ten. <laughs> Me and my mates always we've always had a like we've always planned on but never actually gone through of like bringing thirty people here and breaking the good keg record. Yeah, but yeah. it's just like yeah. Um, you um, you guys should. That'd be dope. Yeah, because it's kind of charity. But so. the thing is, though, the <laughs> thing is, though, kind of charity, it's like so. it's there's a thing. It's like we can either pay more and drink less. Yeah. But because we're all poor uni students, it's like. But that was the kind of point. Like, I mean, if we could talk about good keg for a sec. Yeah, definitely. That was the kind of point of good keg was because we wanted to do something where we gave back, and so to replace a happy hour on a Friday, we were like, let's get a, a beer company to go behind this and go halves in a split yeah. keg, and people can pay whatever they want. And if people are like, oh well, I don't know what to pay, I feel weird saying like one dollar well then you'd be like well usually a happy hour schooner monday to thursday is five bucks yeah. so that's yeah, exactly. just treated as a happy hour yeah. i've had people come in here and put up two bucks and i've like said like he came in and did it like three times and patty always said to me don't charity shame anyone because we've said pay what you feel we have to be yeah. true to it and this guy said to this guy i said hey man i said mate you know the money for this keg's going to like white ribbon or something like that like domestic yeah. violence um i don't want to like call you out or anything but you've had like four schooners for two bucks each and he's like mate I lost my wallet I have 20 bucks and I wanted to come and have some beer with my mates and yeah. I still need to get a feed and I'm like no more questions asked if anyone says anything to you tell them Benny was sweet yeah. he genuinely like he just that's every now and then we get people take the piss that's very obvious yeah. to catch out but that was that's why we didn't say there was a minimum amount pay whatever you feel yeah. this guy was short on cash that week wanted some beers with his mates and because of good keg he was able to and he ended up giving 10 bucks yeah, yeah exactly yeah yeah i love good keg it's so unique it's no one's pinched it either it started as like it's it's not an original idea it started off as karma kegs that were but that were done but i think we we were probably the first pub to do it as like a regular mm. thing we've been doing it for 5 years now yeah it's a big part of it's a selling point as well like people feel really like people like my mates feel really good about it it's like yeah it's like 15 bucks for a jug yeah and like you like, happy hour prices yeah and on like a monday you like you see the the selfie go up yeah yeah, yeah. And it's just we like yeah we, that, that was yeah, us yeah, yeah exactly that's the whole point of it like it was it's was just like have a beer and give back some people were a bit weird with charity but and if it's not documented or they can't get a yeah. receipt for it they're like oh well like did i actually give it back and it's like come on man <laughs> Not everything needs to be posted on like yeah. the internet for it to exist. And we're not, but you do post on the internet. And well, yeah, because I want to let people know. Exactly, but yeah. you know what I mean. I'm not going to then say, "Oh, I'm the top good keg contributor was Parry with eight schooners <laughs> at forty five dollars." No, the good thing and about people do the maths from a business perspective as well. The good thing about good keg is you can I can only have like six Carltons, right? So I end up buying rum and dries anyway. Yeah. So 
Well, it was and meant, to be, it's meant anyway. to be a replacement for happy hour yeah, while exactly. giving back. So we started at 4 p.m. every Friday and like we, we, we tap a new keg and the whole thing is, is that when the keg runs out, that's when we change yeah. it over. That doesn't happen that regularly. Um, but um, the whole point was if you knock it off and you're looking for a cheap happy hour beer, well, let's go to the Gladiator yeah. on Friday Arbor and all the money that we spend on the beers is going to go to a charity. Exactly. And we're doing, we, we do only indigenous charities now. Um, I've got a big list of them and there's a big board up there so you can see each yeah. week we change it on a Monday and um, go from there. Huge. I love good keg. Mm, big thing. Yeah. The good keg teas are fresh as well. The other ones. Yeah, they're gone now. They're done. I sent the last one to Berlin. To Huge. Like a, a girl and a boyfriend who are like old, old, like old school, like cloudy locals moved over there and she's like, do you, can you, if I buy one, can you post it to Berlin? I'm like, I've got one left. I'll just send it to you. Yeah. <laughs> Also, shout out the trivia. It's too hard. We came last last night. Is it hard? I it's haven't stayed in watch I don't know. We're... Briggs has won four times now. Like, I mean, I'm going to have to pay intellectuals to come in and win. I, like, he can't get winning. It's going to kill everyone's spirits. <laughs> it's always close, though. It was Is two it? Point, it was oh, two points okay, last good. night. Okay, that's good, then. And then there's, there are these regulars. Shout out to them. They're probably, there's, there's a chance they're listening. They always come and they always give them a run for their money. Yeah. And, like, it's only a matter of time. Oh, sweet. So there's... Could be a clutch moment. Exactly. Where Briggs gets taken down in trivia. What's the, what's the would team the, name? the clutch? I don't know. Uh, their, their team name last night was like just being ourselves or something like that. Sweet. I'm just telling. I'll, I'll, listen to this podcast and use it as inspiration. Have your clutch moment. Defeat Briggs. <laughs> I, know, I feel like, yeah, good on them. Yeah. It's hard though. It's tough. Well, I don't know. Maybe we're just dumb. Our team's shocking. I mean, trivia is that one thing where it's like, it's so, it's, it is so random and stuff like that, that like, it, it, it is probably pretty hard, but um, I think you just have to have a good run and you have to have a good, like you, your team needs to just be like someone who's into sports, someone who's into movies or like pop culture, maybe like a full blown, like actual nerd who's like knows facts and yeah. stuff like that. Anyway, last question. Sweet. Already clocked the hour. Holy shit, that was it's flown by. Yeah. <laughs> Breakfast podcast. Um, if you had to recommend someone else to come on, who do you think needs their story told? Who would tell a good story on Parry Talks? Who do you reckon? Neck nominate. Um, I mean, always a guaranteed like good chat is um, uh, Clancy from Matuda Advocate. Yeah, that'd be great. So you, he's he's often pops his head into the pub quite regularly. Um, Is that or, with the hat? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, or um, or Ron Dix, aka Joyride. There's Huge. not too many more interesting people I know than than Dixie, and he can talk sport, he can talk music, he can talk politics, he can talk anything, and he just has a very very good talking voice to listen to. Yeah, it's beautiful. And hey. to watch him as well. Yeah. She asked it. So it's my choice is Joyride. <laughs> you should get Joyride. Done. I'll tag him in this. Yeah. <laughs> the pressure's on. He'll be here next week. Um, Paris Talks, thanks so much for listening. Um, if, you, if you've listened to this episode and you've listened this far and you find me in the pub and you're like, I listened to that episode to that point, I'll buy you a jug or whatever you want. Yeah, sweet. If you come up to the bar and said, hey, Benny, I listened to your Paris Talks episode. It's a free schooner on the house. For the next, we'll say for... Two weeks. Two weeks after, after, the, comes after out, the episode yeah. comes out. And... Um, if anyone was is keen to check out my clutch stuff, um, the Love web it. the website is www.nevernotclutch.com. That's also the Instagram handle, and the t-shirts, the Nookie, the Kobe, and the Jordan one will be live on Friday on the website. Beautiful. That'll that'll all be in tagged and in the bio as well. Thanks for listening.